0: Bigx Project is a no profit foundation about visual art and photography. If you want help us, just drop a donation on buymeacoffee.com/slash/berlinexplorer. Hi, welcome to this new episode of uh, 50 Minutes of Experience. Today I'm with Willie Schumann from Hamburg. Welcome to this podcast. Yeah, uh, thank you for having me. So it's really nice to have you today. Uh, I discovered your lomography uh, and I was attracted from uh, so many pictures you uploaded there. I mean, you have a quite a, a big archive of 44 thousand picture so i think uh, there is a lot to talk about and uh, before all that uh, as i ask to everyone i would like to know more about you who you are what you do what is your main job and so on
1: yeah perfect um yeah uh, so my name is willie schumann i live in hamburg but originally i'm from berlin uh, actually east berlin and i think that also um well, that's quite important for me, too, because there are a few differences, I think, um, depending on the region where you're from and what, uh, you know, um, development you have made um, in the past. And um, so I'm a filmmaker and a TV journalist and a photographer. And uh, as you mentioned, the filmography and all the pictures, that's like a giant passion of mine to shoot on film and to go places and to capture what I see. And I'm lucky enough uh, with my job that I go a lot of uh, different places, um, awkward places, exotic places sometimes. And yeah, and it's, it's really interesting also to um, uh, have this bridge between digital and analog. Um, it's quite fascinating and emotionally has completely different aspects. If I shoot um, digitally or on film, But I think we will get into that a little bit later.
0: Yeah, sure, sure. I mean, I'd say it's a topic that uh, is always in contrast. I mean, most of the time I talk about that. I talk about analog, uh, high here, some things that I'm not really agree with, but uh, uh, I mean, let's see, because I can be really provocative sometimes. Ah, nice. (laughs) So uh, I have a question for you. why you have all of this big amount of picture, first of all?
1: Yeah, it, it seems a lot, but um, and it is a lot, um, but I think um, it in a way makes also sense, I mean, if you compare it to digital pictures, um, people that, have you know, amount a lot of digital pictures on just on the iPhone, you know, I just had to set up my computer and I figured out how many thousands of pictures I have on my iPhone. So, you know, it is not that awkward. Um, and, you know, I started with mammography and film photography uh, in the beginning of the millennia. Um, and uh, so a lot of these pictures amounted to a long time. And... You know, it has to do with processes, I guess. Um, I, um, I tried a lot of cameras over the time. You know, I've um, decided for some uh, specific ones that I like very much. And what I realized also with film photography, as I use a lot of expired films, a lot of old films, it's not that reliable either. So if you are in a very interesting place and you just rely on one camera, on the sujet you're shooting, um, you might be unlucky and nothing turns out afterwards. So that's why I tend to do more pictures of different cameras on the same um, subject. Also, the cameras are very different that, that I use for quite some time. I use panoramic cameras. Yeah. That's a completely different storytelling to medium format or you know a 35 millimeter small format. Um, so you tell different stories with different formats with different pictures and also I guess I mean there is this um, there is an element of uh, comfort taking uh, pictures and then you know um, analog pictures so for some it's yoga for some it's I don't know meditation for some Um,
0: Yeah, I've heard uh, stuff uh, really crazy about uh, what is the impression of other people, the perspective of uh, photography. I mean, in general, not only in analog.
1: Yeah, I mean, originally, I mean, uh, just in general, I would say I'm a storyteller and that comes uh, to every trait of life. You know, if I I can write stories, I can take uh, photographs, I can film them and edit them. So it's um, it's the way to express myself, and then just with time so much, um, uh, you know, so many pictures amounted to it. And, but there is a change. I mean, if you really look closely, especially on the lamography uh, account of mine, in the past years, I didn't have that much time for film photography, actually. You know, I had um, kind of my work shifted a little bit. I had more responsibility on my own. You know uh, a few years back I always had a cameraman with me when I went on film assignments like uh, tv and now uh, since three years um, most of the projects I do I do solely alone and so I do the filming the directing and so it, it seems I have much more responsibility for that part of my job and then I have less time for film photography because that's a different kind of thing so um, actually, there, there are less in the past years, but still they are massive. It's still a lot. I, I agree. Yeah, I mean, it's uh,
0: I've seen that you also wrote a lot of articles on uh, lomography notes also. Uh, I mean, the notes, uh, unfortunately, I have to say that the picture link are broken. So then I can just read the text, but I cannot uh, watch the pictures. Uh, But yeah I think this is a matter of uh, time and uh, server and so on Uh, but uh, in the meantime, I have seen also that you have a lot of articles and uh, a lot of stories Uh, yeah for sure you have a big amount of picture uh, a big amount of uh, different moment different stories and uh, especially if you shoot every day or almost uh, uh, it's a it's uh, mm-hmm. impossible to don't have uh, such uh, an amazing experience also what you see and uh, how do you see that also after years after developing the film but uh, i wanted to ask you also do you prefer to shoot more or to watch than uh, what you develop
1: uh, okay um which process i like more uh, yeah. to see the result or doing it That's a very good question. Um, I think uh, for people that shoot on film, there are a lot of processes involved. Um, You have to uh, get the films, you have to take them somewhere. um, You have to carry them physically. You take these pictures, um, then you take them back, then you develop them, then you scan them, then you work on them and then you upload them. So there are a lot of processes involved compared to people that just uh, shoot digitally. I think each one of these processes um, are very interesting, very every every single one of them. Um, uh, I think one doesn't go without the other, honestly. Um, um, I mean I'm just thinking of Vivian Maya, uh, and you know her and and, uh, and that she shot a lot of roles and didn't develop them uh, due to lack of funds or interest. Then I know people, um, my good friend Stoof, uh he's a marine biologist and now lives in the US. And he was really into developing film themselves. He wasn't even so interested in shooting them anymore. So they're interesting different people. I would say, um, I would say probably the shooting part is the more exciting one because you are in a scene, you are out there, you, you're in a story. And there is, after you've done that, there's this big question mark, did it turn out the way you want it? And did it turn out at all? And there is so there's an element of hope and positive emotion involved. This is, uh, you know, rejuvenated when you get the results back, uh, if it works out. Uh, but actually, I'm not, if it doesn't work out, I, I'm rarely disappointed. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, it's not that I'm, uh, it's like bumming me out that uh, this one film, you know, sucked because it's too old. So I would say shooting, shooting is the most important part.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, because I'm, for example, in my case, uh Uh, I don't know, I don't really pay attention then uh, to developing. Uh, I have to say, based on what is the truth, no, I would say, yeah, as a curator, uh, yeah, for sure, I I really care uh, to watch picture by picture to understand also how to use this picture. But as a photographer, uh, I most of the time, when I shoot, I think shooting uh, for me is not uh, really photography. Photographies uh, start to be real when I have to watch uh, at these pictures, and uh, I have to translate them, to understand better uh, how I can use them, how I can uh, write a story, if there is a story, or uh, if I have to write some uh, kind of emotion. And I have to say that, uh, yeah, in analog most of the time I just collect uh, films. Sometimes it happened that I collected 100 films without developing them for years, and uh, then uh, I developed them. And uh, yeah, for sure, it's nice to watch them, blah blah. blah. But yeah, I mean, in the end, the past, for example, the last time 10 years, so then uh, I have to say that uh, in the true, not I don't really care then to the part of developing, you know? uh for sure after years there is the curiosity of what uh you saved or not uh but yeah in the case uh i used to shoot some film i have for example here uh five say ten uh, film 110 uh this one really old <laughs> from uh, i think these are from rosman of 10 years ago no, and um Happened that uh, literally I, I developed one of them. I paid also a lot of money to develop, but, and uh, I went there. I took the film, and there was nothing, nothing inside. And I felt uh, uh, first a bit sad because, yeah, uh, sometimes it's that when you go to upload or to develop the, the films, uh, you don't really know what is inside. I mean, sometimes you forget some frames that you should know. And uh, so in this way, I felt like, fuck, uh, another uh, memory lost. Um, in another way, yeah, I feel like, fuck, I spent the money <laughs> without getting in the end anything. You know, you go there, you are excited. Uh, you go two times in the studio and then there is nothing. And you feel like, OK, a bit like uh, cheated also. You know, say like, uh, I don't know, you go at the shop uh, and happen that uh, for example i'm happy that uh if you go at dm for example and you develop a film and there's nothing inside that they don't let you pay a lot of money uh but this doesn't happen at uh if you go uh, in a professional developer no they they take well, how much is it 10 euros they get 10 euros now there is nothing inside. with your fucking problem
1: mm. yeah Yeah. I mean, but that's a really good aspect of film photography. I talk with people that um, had their beginnings um, in film photography as a professional photographer. Then they switched to digital um, because of the market and so on. And I heard quite a few times um, that they are missing this emotional depth uh, of joy and disappointment that comes also with the delay of receiving your results uh you know for them right now is you know you you take a picture you look at it you change the adjustments so there's no emotion involved it's all practical it's all practical it's all like we just have to uh, get the results and a lot of them are missing that there's also a thing which is really curious i had a few discussions with um um actually at the uh, photokina i had a discussion at the photokina with um like a leading guy from a, so, uh, like an association of professional photographers and so on and so on. And it's, it was all about what's analog, uh, if it's really analog, if we shoot on film, but we digitalize it afterwards. And there was this whole discussion of, um, uh, are you true? Uh, um, and But what I realized in, in this discussion was there is an element of, a few digital photographers, especially the ones that had uh, done film photography before, that they that I think there is an element that they think they are cheating now because they are digital because there's not that delay, there's not that question of material. Um, and because there is this element of uh, maybe we don't put that much effort into the photography than the film photographers we have to fight against film photographers, which is uh, ridiculous because, you know, everybody should do what they want to do. But, you know, there's even that emotional element uh, to- from uh, digital photographers towards film photographers sometimes. So, um, so all the emotions you just described, um, <laughs> it's just an element of how many emotions are involved uh, with uh, film photography.
0: I mean, it's it's the same. What I explained to you, it's the same in uh, digital photography. Yeah, there also that I put down some picture and I totally forget, uh, and then I discover after years. I mean, I'm a over uh, productive uh, artist. So uh, I mean, what you see in Berlin Expo is too, I do it by myself, mm. and uh, um, so then I do it also my job as art director, then as photographer, and so on, and. Uh, these uh produce every day a big amount of uh, files uh, so happened that uh, yeah sometimes I do the shooting and then I forget totally to to now for example i come... it's coming to my mind that I have to develop some pictures uh, I did I did for a guy months ago and I totally forgot uh yeah. but it's it's uh I understand what you talk about because I and am... If you will listen to other podcasts, you will have also uh, this listen about this topic. Many times, uh, uh, analog photographers uh, come up with these things that they choose to do in analog because they have time to think about it. They uh, They can think about what they should. And they always say, OK, but uh, why you cannot think when you do it digital? I mean, no one is there with the gun is uh, saying you have to shoot now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, it's totally illogical, you know. And, uh, uh, and this is as photography, as poetry, and so on. I mean, every kind of tool I used in my life, uh, there were moments uh, where I wanted to overcome and, quit. and so then overproduct and moments that I wanted to wait. And yeah, I remember uh, I was working on a long uh, outdoor project. Uh, and yeah, I planned also that uh, I was shooting 1,000 uh, shoots uh, between digital and film. One day and uh, the day after zero, I mean I was working, 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 and no funding. Uh, what I was uh, in the feeling to do it, and it's, it's uh, and not because you have a digital. You say okay, no, no, I'll shoot, and then we will see what happens. No, it's. Uh, I mean this is also a technique it can be a technique. I tried many different uh, way to figure out what is the philosophy in photography. And that's why I came up uh, at the point that for me, photography is not uh, the moment when we shoot, but the moment then we select, uh, because the selection is a a second confirm of what we have seen and uh, it's kind of clarification of what we are looking for. So it's, uh, in a way or another, uh, unconsciously, um, a structure we have in our uh, brain that uh, we cannot really control because um, it's formed from influences, subcultures, cultures, uh, and the state of mind in that moment.
1: <laughs>
0: so, so I think this is uh, the, the real uh, then photography, because it's uh, much more related to the light. The light we, we can uh, embrace inside of ourselves. Uh, I mean, picture, especially today, everyone can do it. But also uh, before, I mean, when there was only film photography, uh there was not only photographer they were taking pictures but a lot of families otherwise kodak would not be millionaire <laughs> at that time no and uh, and uh, and the point was this that when they created the the pointed shoot camera the point was to get accessible uh, to everyone this uh, tool to uh yeah in any case uh, use um especially in the research there is no i think uh, yeah Photography born in the moment, born born in the moment of uh, uh, the same born of the sociology. For uh, that reason, I mean, called born much before because they were already experiment and uh, already technique uh, from the Middle Age. Mm. But yeah, there is a reason why uh, the production started uh, at that time. So, right.
1: yeah,
0: uh, I think yes, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's a really controversial. Uh, the ignorance there is a. Uh, uh, behind uh, some sentences people uh, write and I think it's, it's ignorant and uh, uh, also um, I feel that there is no way to be wider and open to see uh, what is the true and the true is always in the middle so then no, no matter if uh, you shoot in analog or you shoot in digital Uh, it's matter how do you use the tools, because yeah, no matter if you have a a gun, if you are a a thief or a policeman, if you shoot the head of someone, in any case, uh, you're a piece of shit.
1: Mm. But that's very interesting because, um, um, so there was a moment for me where I, um, like, especially like for my, let's put it this, uh, like in uh, my artistic uh, work field, I you know, I had the feeling I should decide, either it's film or as a digital. Because um, what I realized just in life in general, but especially also in photography, you learn with every exposure, you know, uh, what film have you used, uh, what light have you used, uh, where are you at, and so on and so on, what kind of aperture. And and you can only hold one camera at a time. <laughs> so you have to make a decision for that. And um, I, mean,
0: I mean, you have two ends. You can handle but, also. <laughs> yeah.
1: Sure, sure, but you know, if you do it, uh, if you want to do it with uh, um, a certain amount of uh, dignity and, and seriousness, and um, and I found for myself, well, then I decide for film, and with all the obstacles that are in the way on, the, uh, if, if it comes to creative photography, and um, and it felt really good. Um, you know, I, I like to take these certain decisions and I can stick to these decisions, and um, and I embrace the consequences of it, and um, and then it becomes a safe space. I'm not doubting these decisions, uh, you know, I, I feel comfort in having made this decision, and that's also why I mounted to so many um analog pictures, um, you know, uh, while maybe other people. Uh, you know, do it all at the same time um, yeah. and have a, a similar amount of digital pictures.
0: Yeah, it's for sure, it's uh, up to everyone to decide what they want to do. I mean, for me, photography is photography. I mean, now you do it film, you do it uh, aluminum, you do it uh, digital, you do it uh, or else you fucking want to do it. For me, it's the same. I mean, I'm looking at uh, at uh, the entire uh, piece of work not uh <laughs> if you did that or that other i mean also this is a, a nice uh talk to uh, better understand uh, what we did and what we choose and uh, yeah to also reveal some uh, kind of uh, decision but uh, i think uh it's really subjective that because I mean, it depends where you come from, uh, what work you do, if you can permit yourself to buy some film, if you are lucky. I mean, also if you're lucky, because uh, I remember uh, many times from eBay and Zagan, I got in touch with uh, some old people and uh, yeah, they they gave to me for free, you know, the the film. I, I was buying totally something else. You know, they saw my profile and they say, yeah, I always have seen that you are a photographer. Uh, I have uh, 20 films. Uh, I don't know if they work. I sent to you. Amazing. But uh, yeah, it can be that you don't find any film expired, for example, or um, yeah, the cost of the film is going higher and higher, actually. And uh, I, I don't know the reason why I mean. Many people also talk about some uh, kind of uh, stopping production also because of the COVID. In some countries that where people cannot work for real, so then it's going higher the, the price. But um, it's uh, film photography in a way we can say today, the best is that you can buy a camera really cheaper. I mean, there are some cameras that was costing million before and then now you can find for two euros sometimes, or for free, you know? And uh, uh, then this is uh, already a cost, uh, put it away. Then there is the cost of the film. Then we can see the developing today, it's really cheap. I mean, uh, uh, I found also a place where to develop a film for 50 cents. Uh, I mean, you really, you can find everything and you can develop also at your place in most uh, easy way. Uh, I mean there are a lot of tools today to doing that uh, with cheap costs. so it's really I think an excuse to say it's about the money because I'm uh, uh, for example uh, I think yeah that I'm not uh, uh, really settled to to buy a lot of film but uh, amount of 20 film 30 film per month I buy. Then I put there I, I use I don't use I collect uh, it's okay. But uh, and I don't consider myself an analog photographer, for example. I'm much more in digital because I work much more in digital. But yeah, it's mm-hmm. um, there are many excuses, you know, and, uh, and that's why I, I don't really like to touch then this uh, uh, topic anymore, uh, because I heard a lot of excuses. I heard a lot of bullshit about uh, yeah, that's Like uh, you have more uh, uh, time to think when you can think in any way. Uh, (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of bullshit in this world and uh, a lot of technical uh, things that are really not uh, useless for me and uh, I will never uh, talk about that. I I prefer to to, to talk about like this question I'm asking to you now that uh, what do you do with uh, this uh, picture? I mean, what is the use of them? Uh, I mean, it's okay. And now uh, we have seen that uh, from lomography that you do some uh, things, but uh, I, I won't know. And then, uh, yeah, you doing a practical picture at all, totally in 100%, and then uh, uh, you show yourself in a digital. I wanted to know now if uh, you're, you show yourself also in the analog way.
1: Mm. Um, so you asked me on my professional side. Um, where, where do you use digital, where do you use analog?
0: No, uh, how do, what do you do with your picture? This is the point. Okay. I mean, if, uh, okay. do you do exhibition books, uh, yeah. you go away in the street? Uh, okay.
1: okay, okay, okay. Uh, well, first of all, um, on the digital side, um, I have more and more assignments where I shoot um, uh, basically, reportage or advertising where they also uh, request photography um and it makes complete sense especially if you're abroad if you have an assignment abroad to combine the both so i do that so there's an element of that on on the professional side for the f- uh, film photography side um there is a lot of um i think there are a few aspects um you know i thought about that when you were talking on, on the on the uh in the beginning um so um Lomography is a showcase place. I tell stories there. I uh, also understand it's also kind of an image carrier. It kind of um, makes me even more interesting for people that book me for a commercial assignment for uh, you know making a film. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's kind of <laughs> so there is an there is an element of that. I I would I wouldn't deny that. There is uh, this element of. Um, it's just something I have to do, and it it, uh, it kind of deals with the prospect what I can do in the future with that. Um, so uh, I have um, a lot of my pictures have been uh, shown in books of lamography. Um, and I write these articles on Lomography. You know, I had this one uh, book I made um, entirely with a Zadina, which is a, a Zadina, which is a camera yeah. from Lomography. and they basically gave me an assignment to say. Vili, you can do a trip, uh, that's the money, um, and we will do a book out of it. And it's gonna come out together with a special edition of the El Sardina, the Zah, and um, there was another one, like a metal version of the El Sardina. Oh. And so people that purchased this camera got the book that I entirely wrote and um, and did the pictures of. There are a few uh, places, a few topics that I will be, doing books about in the future. I don't have the time at the moment, honestly, with all the uh, TV and film stuff I'm doing. But yeah. for instance, the one really big thing uh, that's really on the agenda is my, my visit to Mars. I don't know if you have uh, read the article about it. <laughs> okay. so I What I did uh, two and a half uh, years ago was, um, I went on a Mars simulation uh, in Utah and um, basically I acted as an astronaut, uh, an astronaut uh, who's uh, uh, taking photographs and film. And I, I was with a crew of another five astronauts. Yeah. So it was a complete created world that we pretended to be on Mars. And I knew from the beginning um, with the photography I'm doing on film, it's gonna be um, a touch and feel of let's say, um, Cosmos of the Soviet Union meets uh, Space Odyssey 2001. And, um, and this is going to be definitely a book. Um, and I'm going to work with my, um, with my brother, who is designing books. And probably my father will be involved as well um, in doing the lecturing, and a lot, because he has a publishing company as well. And um, so this is gonna be, I think, the first really big book that I will do outside of lithography. Yeah. And I think the, you know, exhibitions, they always go go alongside. It's no problem to do these exhibitions, but I have to, I've really, I've really limited time, like with the work I'm doing. So I have to make the the decision to put much effort on the film photography. Do I uh, do more effort on? TV production and documentary and advertising world. So I'm always in a um in a cage of too little time. And so, but I have big hopes on the Mars um a book. And then it will be fantastic to do um, you know, alongside to the um release of the book, to do have exhibitions uh, all around the world because it's quite an international topic. It's touching a lot of people. uh, How I realized when I put the pictures out there, and um, but and that's the good thing about it. uh, Concerning the little time I have, it's really timeless, and that's really an aspect on the photography I'm doing with film. You know, they could have been done twenty years ago. They could have been done twenty years in the in the uh, in the future. They could have been done today. The look is a world of its own. It's not a contemporary look, put it this way. It's not... Um, I mean,
0: uh, I would be, you have to be careful of the trend of the moment. <laughs> sure,
1: sure. I mean, you know, it's, that's a good point. You know, I uh, you're absolutely right in concerning what's what's catchy right now, whatever. That might be a completely different thing, but it's really unrelated to how I look at the things. Um, but I think... Um, because it's done on film and these films are actually sometimes 20 years old, 30 years old and the look it creates reminds us of a world that is much older um, so there is no timestamp on the photography uh, because, um, because of the grain and you know, the color scheme and so on and so on.
0: Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's uh, for sure uh, um, a look can be from uh, every century uh, of photography, every part of the years, but uh, for sure what we see in the picture, uh, it's much more related to our... uh, uh, And uh, yeah, this is clear, I mean, uh, this is the the part, I mean, the most difficult part uh, to avoid in photography, it's that some things can be then researched and uh, proved, I mean, uh, the, the You have to be really good experimental picture to, to avoid that things. I don't know if you know, for example, a uh, photographer like Daisuke Yokota, that they work a lot with analog, but in an experimental way, uh, they totally put off the, the question time inside of the picture, uh, because they are working a lot on uh, the structure of uh, the generation of the acid uh, composition. But uh, yeah, I'm um, really curious uh, to so, to see how you will uh, figure out that book. I mean, as a book designer and curator, right, so it's my passion that and uh, I'm curious. And uh, uh, yeah, I think always, uh, I mean, I started this project uh, exactly because I think that there is a really big amount of uh, pictures in the world, uh, and uh, instead of other artists uh, or photographers that they think is uh, just a mass of things, uh, I think uh, they are precious uh, element for uh, most productive uh, way to think the art. And yeah uh, uh, I mean I think in, I always say uh, also recently in some podcasts that I think way or another we are the tenure of a, a kind of heritage that probably uh, we will not have in the future because uh, we will have to see what then uh, will be saved from uh, explosion of a server and uh, also uh, will be a moment where the web will go to the 5.0 and uh, we will have a reset and uh, we'll be saved from what you showed or not, you know. <laughs> so, And uh, yeah, in a way or another, uh, we also are what we hit. And uh, uh, in this case, what we watch is uh, also forming our reality and true. In a way or another, uh, um, we are influenced from that. I mean, uh, I'm for sure now, every time I watch uh, on the web, uh, pictures without reading the name, I recognized so fast who did the picture, because I spent time, hours <laughs> with the photographer talking on podcasts, and uh, yeah, maybe sometimes it's 30 minutes recorded and I spent two hours talking there, <laughs> watching a picture the whole time.
1: I, I completely agree also on the fact that you said uh, there were a lot of digital pictures just vanish and people save them on, on CDs or on DVDs and maybe we cannot read them and uh, I think there will be generation of um, adults that don't have uh, uh, pictures of them as, as children. Well, uh, other generations have still a box of uh, photographs, uh, you know, how they looked as a child. I don't
0: have, for example, I don't don't have any picture from uh, when I was uh, two until um, 20.
1: Oh, wow. That's very interesting. And, you know, there is a childish joy um, for me to see the negatives and to see the positives, to see, you know, a picture made on plastic foil. There is, um, it's, it's literally magic, honestly. I mean, there is an element of um, a magic with it. And it's so fascinating because there are new generations of people that discover analog photography, especially in Asia and so on. And, you know, they are confronted, confronted with uh, film photography for the first time, they see it and they freak out. You know, there is a photograph on a physical, um, you know, uh, sheet of plastic, and uh, and and they rediscover that um, analog photography for them as as it was for so many generations before. So um, you know, and you know, you don't have to. And I'm not a cynic in this element. You know, if, if you if you, you know, I like to, uh, to consider things like like this as magic it's really fascinating
0: yeah yeah, yeah sure I and mean, uh now i was thinking also about what you said before that you cannot handle two two, two cameras in the end then i started to think about uh, nobuyoshi Araki that he was going out uh, with the 5, C seven ten cameras uh, shooting uh what else uh film digital uh phone uh, uh, video <laughs> you know and <laughs> Yeah, but now in the, in the last uh, years that uh, I go out, uh, uh, every time I go to shoot out, I go with, uh, at the least, uh, if I don't go to shoot, I, I have two cameras with me. Mm. In the pocket. Uh, if mm. I go to shoot, I have seven cameras.
1: Mm.
0: And I use all seven cameras. Wow. I mean, it's yeah. a, I, I have this, a chain, I don't know why, but I have from like, uh, from 11 o'clock until three, I shoot with the Nikon, Nikon from three to five, seven, I shoot with canon and then I shoot with the minox. And <laughs> you know, I have this time lapse of things uh, uh in my mind. Uh, but because uh, it everything about sensibilities, ISO, uh color, uh black and white, um and the and the way to use the light. Mm. And that's, that's good, why good. that's why I think it's in a way yeah. um really easy to uh actually collect things and then as you said in the beginning i realized that i have a million of pictures made with the iphone from uh, from the iphone 4 until now that i have the xs uh, million and um and then i started to work on a big book mm and that uh, going uh, uh, from uh, the year 2006 until now.
1: Mm.
0: And uh, it's just, you know, but in base, uh, I have no data about that because I lost uh, disk file. Then I did the recovery and all the recovery just gave to me the file in base of uh, the name of the device shooted, but without the, the data, without uh, any information. So I will try to keep just a, a chronology, but in base of what I think, it was mm-hmm.
1: here. Ah, interesting.
0: The, how also we have perspective of what we we produce.
1: Mm.
0: Sometimes we think, ah, oh, maybe this I did uh, last year, but probably you did twenty years ago, or maybe you did yesterday.
1: Mm. Mm. I have a question for you. Uh, I want to ask yeah, you sure. about one thing um if it comes to social media for instance right um you know i, th- I think there's an interesting pers- uh, perception of people uh out there even your friends uh, you know on the things we post uh, i think there's even uh, for a lot of people because there's so many people that post random pictures that they didn't do and they just put a capture on it um yeah. that i think um I think a lot of people don't even realize that uh, you and me and other people made these pictures that we post ourselves. That's point one. Then, you know, and I'm always, and it don't matter for me. I mean, I have to put it out there. It's just the chronology of my life. And um, sometimes I'm proud of certain pictures. Sometimes it's just, um, you know, something I saw, but um, I find it fascinating um, that the most reactions I get is with pictures of me <laughs> it's, it's, uh, and I put really little of them out there maybe once uh, half a year or like I don't know every three months and I just recently had one, my most successful social media post was just a few weeks ago uh, because um, I went into the new Matrix film and I did at the time, in the beginning of my TV career, I did interviews with Keanu Reeves and the other actors on Matrix for the release of Matrix 2 and 3. So uh, and all, uh, it's really funny, it's actually the first album I uploaded on Lomography um, And I had to ask the guys in Vienna to give me the the files because I couldn't access them. Um, And um, so I uploaded them and I had like 260 likes. Um, So it don't matter. I find it fascinating and confusing at the same time that, you know, maybe like in my opinion, I put out a picture that is great as brilliant in many aspects and it was complicated maybe to make and uh, on film and so on. And I would never have the uh, amount of interest on it um, than with a picture of me uh, doing an interview with somebody. Um, in this particular case, the Matrix interviews and so on. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you, uh, how, what's your opinion on that, um, on the perception of pictures you post uh, in social media I think, um, uh, and your experience on it? I mean, my
0: experience is also marketer. Uh, my opinion is uh, is the best things you can do it is to don't show your work but to show yourself people uh, relate with people not what we what you see I mean and they will never never even if they are the best friends even if you is your partner understand what you was feeling in the moment you catch the picture because you don't understand it I mean in at the point uh, uh, after years of research, I understood that uh, no one understands what is shooting for real. I mean, there are many perspective. <laughs> and I remember actually, uh, and I, I don't know, I, I did this the last year, so then I do it again because this is the one of uh, maybe this is episode seven in uh, season three. I tell you this story that. Uh, um, I had this guy. I mean, now he's a friend of mine. So then, he if he, he listens the positive, unfortunately, he doesn't speak really good English. So then, he cannot really understand. But um, we met uh, one day, and then he was just an alum of mine, and uh, I had to do in the portfolio review for him. And uh, he came across to me uh, with the 500 picture printed, and uh, uh, there was a lot of picture of this seal, just a seal, no, and. Uh, uh, was kind of, no, I don't know, someone came to me uh, with the every frame of a video, okay? And uh, uh, I said to him, okay, just select a picture. And then we went on for hours, because he was, no, I cannot select, it's too hard, blah, 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 blah. blah. And um uh, after these hours, uh, we came to 10 pictures. I put the picture on the table. There was the same fucking seal in every picture. Uh, uh, you know, the movement of the head a bit on the side and so on. I put it there, the picture on the table and I said, okay, what do you see? And he said, um, I see depression, I see loneliness, uh, all this feeling. Okay. And he, I mean, I was in total in silence. I, I didn't know if I had to to laugh or, uh, you know, <laughs> and uh, he was at me and he said, okay, but uh, yeah, but why are you in silence? What, what do you feel? What do you see? I said to him, I said, just a fucking I mean, I understand completely that's something I said to him after that. I understand completely the feeling you have, but uh, I, I'm reacting as a psychologist and not as a photographer now, mm-hmm. not yeah. as a spectator. And um, uh, why it's more easy uh, to engage other people, uh, especially in social media, uh, using uh, your picture, I mean, this is a statistics that uh, most of the profile, most followed in the world are people post picture of themselves mm. it's because you relate to a human. So then, uh, this human, in a way or another, you can watch, you can relate in a way like yes, it's like you, you know, in a way, it's like you. And uh, also, you know, when you read some description that probably doesn't fit at all what with picture. Uh, You can figure out that person in a kind of fantasies. So I think this is the real storytelling. The real storytelling is to let them let believe the other people the bullshit you say about yourself, or the true also because in the end also the true will come the bullshit of the moment. (laughs) And and uh, this relates to uh, to people that in a way or another think or they believe that they know you. Or you let them think that they know you. Mm. So, uh, you know, it's
1: uh, I mean, I really Mass. I mean,
0: uh... Mass, uh, I, mean uh, I don't know the translation of crass now in this moment, uh, but it's really cruel in a way, you know? Uh, but it's, uh, uh, it's what other people uh, more feel easy to understand. Mm. In a general vision, for sure, if we talk about curator, but yeah, the, <laughs> no one. <laughs> most of people they don't know that there uh, exists curator of photography in the world or editor. I mean, as ask in Berlin happened to me that people ask it to me, okay, what is an editor in photography? Mm.
1: Mm. I think the the, the common thread uh, for all people that are in one way or another active on social media is belonging um and um their version of what they um they want to show to belong you know some i guess uh create a world that um a lot of i think a lot of influencers create a world that that is a show world um that they think people um like and they i think most likely are successful but maybe it's not reality others tell what they honestly feel. It's interesting, it's an interesting um, mix of um, things. Um, I think the most important uh, thing for every individual is to have a relationship, um, uh, to feel comfortable in what they do on social media. I think it's it's really uh, probably a nightmare if you are in a cage of something you want to, this play and and you're driven just to create that all the time uh, probably this is like hellish um yeah it's interesting i mean uh, and i think uh, also our relationship to social media is absolutely fluid i think uh how we looked at it 10 years ago and now and in between and all the time it's changing all the time yeah Um, yeah
0: Totally. But I mean, we are
1: active because we want to belong. We want to be part of community. I,
0: I think, yeah. Uh, the point is, uh, it's always the same, and that's uh, in a way. I I say to you, I don't follow a, a lot of people. Post them picture. Uh, I mean, uh, of themselves. Maybe no one, probably. <laughs> but. Uh, uh, because yeah, I mean, it's my passion is to create photography. So then, I am much more interested in watching uh, uh, the work of others. But uh, um, I really love to to encounter people uh, in the to doing this podcast and to watch them. I really love, and I really love to go outside and engage with other people. I really love to spend and uh, to meet uh, people uh, during my time, and. Uh, uh, it's that totally another feeling to watch a person. I mean, now imagine that we were just uh, without video, and we are we are not watching ourselves, and uh, and uh, it's totally another feeling, totally another dimension. And this is the point. I think I can totally understand the the, the feeling that people want uh, not engage with other people. And um for sure uh, there is a big amount of profile on Instagram on Facebook and so on just because it's trendy or it's because everyone it's normal today is normal before uh, 10 years ago was trendy um, that uh, you feel yourself not uh, abnormal in a way to don't have a kind of social media to don't have WhatsApp. I mean in Germany it's uh, it's difficult to find people uh, they have a profile on social network. I think mean, it's the influence of DDR. But um, um, yeah it's it's uh, it's normality and uh, then uh, came we came up at this point that uh, people earn money with that and then a lot of people won't earn money with that because they think there is no work behind but uh, uh, I spent the most of my life <laughs> planning and organizing and writing down on the agenda on the calendar and so on to to Make a really and not a big amount of things in social media. I mean, it's a really fucking shitty work, and uh, and uh, take uh, the whole time of yourself. And you have to say always up to date. You have always to check. I mean, fortunately, I'm not a person that goes there and check how many followers you have, how many likes. I don't give a fuck if there are three like or twenty thousand like. I mean, it doesn't matter for me. Sometimes <laughs> I act most of the time with the same messages. I, I created a lot of shortcuts just to answer to people uh, really rapidly. But uh, uh, yeah, there is a lot of work behind it, and that's the point. So I think uh, uh, the use I do it of uh, social media is the same that you do it of your Instagram. It's just uploading yourself there. And if someone watch good, if someone doesn't watch like yourself, Uh, easy and using as a messenger to keep uh, up with some people that uh, probably you don't have the number and then you have just there that's it Uh, but yeah um, we are totally out of of the real uh, social media probably in that way
1: yeah um, but it's okay it's absolutely okay and you know i started really late uh, i think I don't know when I started with Instagram, maybe ten years ago, because I was on Lomography and I thought, and and that's so funny because um, Lomography was around as a web page to upload pictures before Flickr, even. Yeah. So they, it's really interesting, uh, as much as they are analog, they are very digital. It's fascinating now that they realized that really early, um, this uh, need of connecting with people. And this community of lomography, honestly, it's very rewarding, very interesting people have, they have changed over time. But I can honestly say some of my best friends are um around the world. And um, because, um, you know, this world of, you know, getting films, developing them, taking pictures of different cameras, um, it's a specific world nowadays, um, and it's a uh, it's uh, great to exchange with these people who mostly have really interesting jobs, also and very creative. Uh, there is, is an, uh, I think, to be a lumographa is rather a mindset, also. You know, uh, doesn't depend really on the camera you're using and the films. It's really like an approach to the world, um, and and it's from the beginning. It was great to meet those people, especially on my travels, and. And you you are connected, you know. You have the same topics to talk about, because it's super nerdy, you know. Honestly, you know, if I exactly. post this on on Facebook, I post this podcast now on, on on Facebook. It's nerdism, you know. It's really very specific. A lot of people don't think about what we think about, and it's absolutely okay. Um, it's, uh, it's it's really a niche, and so especially the uh, connection to the people that are in this niche, uh, it's very strong. It's very uh, intense.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's really nice. I have to say, it's Lomography it's really nice community. Um, I had not chance to to work with the Lomography. Uh, I tried to exchange some email, but. Uh, uh, with no really good results because it's really, I think, difficult to uh, get the right person uh, from the other part of the computer. But uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, it's uh, really nice. I, I met a lot of people there. And um, I have to say that uh, I when I research people uh, for podcasts, for inserting my project, uh, I'm active on uh, many different websites. So then uh, Flick, for example, uh, has no sense anymore. I mean there is more porn on Flick than a photographer and um, I have to say I used it for years when uh, it was 20 years ago. It was amazing. I loved it a lot Flickr. I also used the Lomography uh, with another account and um, Myspace. Myspace was the, I think the beginning of uh, really sharing your work and Myspace for me was amazing because was really collecting everything, music, art in general, visual art, uh, communication, everything. And uh, uh, I think from there I came up to Lomography and so on. But uh, yeah, uh, as I was saying, uh, for my uh, podcast, for meeting people, I I prefer to use Lomography, uh, Instagram. In some ways, and uh, some other website that uh, no one knows <laughs> that they collect photographer. So really, a uh, niche community of uh, maximum 1,000 people. But it's really interesting, and uh, the point is uh, also to connect. And I tell you what I think about the photography nowadays uh, is in everything, and. Uh, I mean, when I relate to the people, people, doesn't matter if we share photography. Uh, this podcast is not a podcast as treat about photography. It's called 50 minutes of experience because we can talk also about uh, I don't know the last shit you did in your bathroom. I mean, it doesn't matter for me is to relate to the person, and it can be also related to photography because photography is uh, the tools that to connect ourselves to another world or to our world.
1: Mm, very good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's expression in a way, um, but, uh, you know, I had to set up my computer, I had to downgrade um, complicated story, but uh, in, in doing that, I had to basically save all my data and uh, and so on, so on. And um, I accidentally, and that always happens in this process, I accidentally re- <laughs> deleted a lot of albums that mm-hmm. I have spent, but I haven't worked on because, you know, there's still some dust on it and, and so on and um and they and they came from all regions of the world and um and it's interesting they they laid there still because uh they were not that, that attractive compared to other stuff i uploaded also uh sometimes i had to do more work uh, uh, with it like more dust removal and stuff like that and Um, so there's a reason why I didn't work on them and then I deleted them accidentally. I right away, um, went back to my archive and found some of the albums and scanned them again. Um, but I used this moment to, to make a clear cut on the photographs that I deleted and said, um, they are still there in physical form as a negative but I didn't find them right away or I didn't want to scan them again. And I thought, oh, that's probably good, uh, you yeah. know. Yeah, always there. Yeah, like to have a clean cut on that, even if it's by accident. Um, but it, of course, made me think of, <laughs> this is really, it's, it's for, I, I think it's, it's a topic for you probably too, or for a lot of people, what's the value, emotional or in general, of, of that particular photograph you have taken in time? And that's a really complicated question because it's very individual because-
0: It's to you for me, for my side.
1: Yeah, because uh, on, on the one hand, you have taken it, you put time into it, maybe you develop it and so on and so on, but maybe it's not a good photograph. <laughs> I have to say
0: that, I just say this uh, experience of mine, Uh, I mean, uh, especially after the death of my mother, uh, I felt that the materials uh, has no value. Uh, And why? (laughs) I mean, I was living here in Berlin, I had to go back in Italy, I mean, when she was going to die, she died. And then I found myself in a place where I didn't want to live, in a house. Full of things, and with uh, and imagine how my mother died three years ago, and there is all still things, uh, even if uh, uh, my father is removing slowly everything. And I say to you, my mother collected for fifty-six years of her life uh, the socks she used. Uh, they were sho- socks, uh, really, probably from the eighty there. And I, I ask it to myself, oh, what the fuck you doing with the socks? What is the value of every fucking socks you use? What is the value of every uh, things you collected, every paper, every receptor, everything? No sense, no? Uh, I mean, for her, maybe there was a value of that, but I think in the end, uh, um, and this is what, uh, and why I, I love to be a curator, because to To be a good creator, you have always to make balance in your life. You have to understand what has value before and what has value after. And uh, you have to settle like you have a bag and you cannot put. I mean, when the bag is full, it's full. Now you want to put some things inside, you have to take something you have to throw away. So I don't want to talk about minimalism because it's not minimalism but uh, to have a balance in your life and to understand, okay, what you can uh, um, let it go. And so I started uh, to doing like this in the past, uh, with a lot of picture. I, started, I had printed uh, film and so on. I was just giving away. Just writing uh, an announce and uh, yeah, if someone want to be the owner of it, take it. And then, you know, you know, you give this value to yourself that you give something to someone that care about now, this person, go out from my house, throw in the trash, I don't know that. So it's everything okay. And uh, then the last experience I had was this uh, losing uh, eight terabyte of hard disk of uh, the entire archive from 2008 until now. Yeah, I have to say, the first 10 days I was totally in depression. I was not sleeping, I was in front of computer trying to recover the file. I was totally fucking uh, upset. It was really difficult. I was crying also of things, you know, I was totally out. But then slowly, uh, now that I recovered a lot of file, I felt even like, what the fuck I had on this hard disk? I mean, why I was reserving this picture? Why I was reserving these files? Because, yeah, I came up stuff like picture i made in the clubs uh when i was working in the clubs as a photographer of people uh, <laughs> totally yeah people that you don't know pictures so fucking shitty made um you know uh stuff that you say okay but uh in the end i was collecting shit so then yeah it's, i think it's it's really important if if uh, uh especially you want to work or not to work with photography if you want to do it that if you want to work in general with um collecting uh, materials or digital file to always think about, okay, this is my space and I cannot over uh, put stuff in the the space. So otherwise uh, everything go down and say, okay, uh, I have film from uh, 20 years ago that uh, probably I can just watch, save, uh, uh, just cutting really the, the film itself. And uh, save the frame you want, uh, because yeah, there is sometimes you have an entire film is a all shitty picture. That's no sense. And yeah, uh, I mean you can search on internet. I mean there are a lot of creators like me uh, that they collect the picture, they create the books or other things. I mean, this is the reason why I, I'm doing this uh, publication. Actually, the the collection uh, uh, like make it red and so on. Uh, because I think always about, uh, yeah, okay. We have a lot of these pictures. We don't know what we have in our art disk. And the, uh, the point is, it's not better to use them than to let them there. And this, I mean, this is another fact because then there's a lot of people who say to me, but you have to pay me for my work. I man. no one give a shit about this fucking picture 20 years ago. No one give a shit now and you want to get paid. You have to see if I sell the book. You know, it's, I mean, this is my philosophy, for sure, if I call you and I say, hey Willie, I want you do it a work, uh, you do it for a book, yeah, for sure I have to pay you because I'm commissioning you a work. But if I say to you, hey Willie, I'm doing it now, for example, make it green, make it yellow. You have some yellow picture, come up to your mind from your archive, you would like to donate. Yes, not, not, ciao. <laughs> Easy, you have time to search, to search, you know, this is the point. So I think it's 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 uh, for sure is subjective, but uh, it's not then really subjective because the balance I think is uh, a thing that everyone deserve. I mean, in a way or another, uh, everyone of us has a kind of balance. And yeah, and
1: especially I think it's especially a problem of our time because um, you can consume so much. Uh, there's so much content uh, online. There is um, so much to buy. Um, so um, there was a time where you couldn't consume as much as you can now. There's, uh, consumption is unleashed, put it this way. You can, uh, you can get whatever you want to, uh, whenever you want to. And that's really a, um, a problem um, for the human condition, I would say, yeah. um, you know, we are overwhelmed with all this data, with all this information. And I absolutely agree to you have to keep it as a balance just to feel human still. Yeah,
0: totally, totally. I think it's, it's uh, I mean, um, what I'm talking about, um, you can read in every religious book uh, made in every era. It's uh, It's there. Uh, the research of balance uh, is a, a form of humanity. Uh, I mean, I don't think all humanity, I mean, in general, every uh, animal also as a balance and uh, yeah if you eat too much uh, then yeah for sure you eat too much <laughs> and you feel bad and then is the point i mean if you uh, over uh, use drugs uh, yeah that, that there is a probability that you can die and uh, i mean you can also survive but then probably you will die really hard when you <laughs> when you get old <laughs> And uh, yeah, there's a balance in everything. And I think, yeah, it's important to have a balance in uh, also uh, understanding what has value for you or not. And uh, yeah, even if uh, every picture has a value for you, uh, to select them in a way to then use them to give a value, a real value, because otherwise if you should just keep in mean, your archive or, or your artist, I mean, it has no sense that you are not respecting what you did.
1: Mm. Uh, emiliano yeah, i have t- 10 more minutes
0: then it's we are over then our yeah, yeah, exactly. time unfortunately I, mean, I renominated the, the podcast for the season 3 50 plus minute of experience Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> otherwise now I, we had just already five podcasts so yeah no it was uh, nice to meet you and uh, yeah i hope to make another episode with you in the future uh yeah sure doing some stuff together uh, when you are in Berlin uh, give a call and uh, yeah uh, yeah the link uh, are in description to watch at your work I mean if uh, people have time uh, to watch uh, all the pages I have watch of picture <laughs> but it's really nice I want to go to read better the article because I read them really the fast way
1: yeah I would be happy about it Yeah, that's that's an interesting project on nomography where I basically have a column there called The World According to Havili, which is basically my nickname uh, also for Instagram. And um, yeah, it's it's always about a special place like Mars, uh, Chernobyl, North Korea, places I've been that are very special. And um, it's also for me always great to condense that into um like an article. It's really fascinating. And um yeah, it was fun talking to you. Uh, you know you, you think about other things uh, when you uh, take a step back from your work and um, you know, um, uh, it's more a philosophical um approach to it. um, uh, call me anytime and then we do another one. Okay, perfect. Thank you a lot for your time. Thank you, too.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast. And if you want to learn more about us, you can visit the link allmylinks.com, Berlin Explorer, or our website bxproject.com. And if you wanna follow us, you can always get news from Instagram on our account, BX Project. Thank you again and see you the next episode.